Kirill, the thrill delivers, and the Wild pick up a 3-2 win in overtime. We break down all of the action as well as a look at the new Central Division standings on today's Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Minnesota Wild pick up a 3-2 win in overtime over the Columbus Blue Jackets, and today's Lockdown Wild postcast is officially underway. Seth Topal joined by Kevin Gorg. Kevin, it was uh, an exciting game, to say the least. The Wild, though, found themselves down to nothing, but not for lack of trying. Elvis Merz-Lincoln just stood on his head early on in this game, and the Wild just kept chipping away, and finally uh, were able to find the back of the net and come away with a win. These games are nerve-wracking. I mean, if you're fully invested, which I know a lot of our fans are, and you know how valuable these points are in the standings, and you know what a grinder it's going to be, uh, probably to the final week of the season, maybe to the final night of the season, you knew that they were, these were two huge points that Minnesota probably had to have, and you're sitting there staring down a 2 nothing deficit. The guy you're playing against in their net, Elvis, is absolutely on fire, and you don't know if the Wild they are going to get it going and get the offense cranked up enough to get at least a point and they come all the way back, and, and we see another historic night for Kirill Kaprizov as he scores all three goals. And just it was magic. I mean, it was a really live, juiced-up crowd, tons of kids on a Sunday matinee. The building had a flavor to it, and the Wild delivered, man. Uh, we keep talking about it, but I think we now are seeing what we saw most of last year with Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello, and Ryan Hartman. That line dominated today. Yeah, they looked a lot like they did through most of last season, Seth. I think you make a really solid point because when they were going last year, teams didn't have an answer. And even though every NHL coach, every group that comes in here has one job to shut Kirill and that line down, it's a lot easier said than done because they seem to just stay to the task. And I just was listening to Dean Evison in his postgame presser, and he, he made a good point. He's like, there are a lot of superstars that can flash and make plays and have speed and puck skills, but it's rare to find a guy – that delivers hits, that goes to the dirty areas, that, you know, makes it far more difficult because there's layers to his game. And so defending Kirill Kaprizov is a different animal, and it takes more than one person to do it because he's so elusive. And he showed today just exactly what he can do. He put that team and that line on his back. To be honest with you, I thought Zuccarello's game was okay. I thought Hartman's game was solid. But Kirill Kaprizov willed that line and this team to victory today. Kevin, Marc-Andre Fleury outside of the two goals, and again, let's let's discuss what led to the two goals was some costly turnovers behind the net uh, that lead to chances right in front, and I don't care what type of goalie you are, the closer to the net a player gets that they're shooting, the tougher a save it is. Beyond those two, he looked good again against this Columbus team and really kept the Wild in it. Yeah, I thought those two goals were complete breakdowns on the part of the Minnesota Wild. They'll clean that up. Columbus is a tricky team to play against because they can free roll right now. They've got skill. They can take chances, be aggressive on the forecheck. And you saw some of that play out. Minnesota made a couple of poor decisions with the puck. But I, I'm with you. Mark andre Fleury, for me, it's the eye test. I don't look at the numbers. When I watch a goaltender, I want to see him competing, making saves, controlling rebounds, looking confident. I think every goalie from the average amateur out there to the very best, and Mark andre Fleury is going to be a Hall of Famer, when they lose confidence, the one constant I've always seen 
is they get further back in the net and they're dropping down early. And you did not see that from Flurry now in consecutive starts against Columbus. It looks like he's getting back to being on top of his game. We know where Philip Gustafson is right now. It's another busy, busy week ahead. It's another tough schedule ahead. You're playing a team in the Islanders on Tuesday that's getting their season going. So right now, I, if I'm Dean Everson, I feel pretty comfortable kind of going back and forth and letting these two guys compete a little bit and then just see where the dust settles as we get a little later in the season. Kevin, let's talk about the penalty kill a little bit. And if I read the number correctly, I think Michael Russo had it at 25 for their last 25, which is just insane. And not only are we seeing this penalty kill really play its best of the season, we're seeing this team play a lot smarter too and take less penalties. You look at the game against Toronto and the lethal penalty or power play that the the Maple Leafs have. Wild shut them down. They shut down the Blue Jackets. They're rolling as a, a penalty kill unit, but this team is also just taking far less penalties than it did earlier in the year. And let's not forget a month ago, this penalty kill was really struggling and they were taking five, six, seven penalties a night. Even the first game out of the break out in Arizona, they took a bunch of penalties. And I still think that was a factor in allowing the Coyotes to come back and win that hockey game. And Dean Everson talked about it a little bit this morning before the game on what's changed. And he said the biggest factor is that they're all now buying into being on the wild side of the puck. They're not risking or cheating and taking chances and putting themselves in a bad spot. That's when penalties happen. When you get hemmed in your zone or when you're in a situation where you're having to go back and from the other side of the puck defend, it's hard to defend without your stick when the guy's got the angle to the net on you and they've done a really good job of shoring that up. And you're seeing that play out. Maybe one penalty here, two penalties another night, a lot easier, a lot less pressure on the penalty kill when you're not taking five or six a night. And now they've got their confidence and let's not sleep on the fact that uh, the most important penalty killer in any team in any sequence is the goalie. And they've gotten some great goaltending along the way too. Yes, most definitely. And it all leads to the wilds coming away with a three to two win here in overtime and uh, it leads to a new shift in the division standings, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, because those top two teams that have been there forever, one of them is now in the wild card chase. So we'll talk about all that as we continue today's Locked on Wild postcast after a word from our sponsors, which today include Athletic Greens. If you are looking for something to help you with your vitamin and supplement routine, Athletic Greens is as easy as it gets. All it takes is one delicious scoop of AG1, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Plus, it's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 is a small micro-habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health, and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Continuing today's Lockdown Wild postcast as the Minnesota Wild pick up a 3-2 win in overtime. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. Kevin, the Winnipeg Jets 
are now in wildcard one as they have fallen all the way out of the uh, top three in the division. They're losing to the Islanders today, two to nothing. And with that, coupled with how Dallas has played recently, and the fact that despite the start of the season, the Wild now are in the two spot in the division, seems like Bill Guerin is leaning towards making an addition at the deadline, depending on how things shake out. And it's largely in part to how this team has played over the last uh, week or so to kind of get back into it. For me, it all turned the night that they lost to the Avalanche. You know, at that point, they were 1-2-1 and one on that critical seven-game homestand. It was a demoralizing loss. It was a night where Colorado came in depleted and tired, and Minnesota outplayed them from start to finish and still lost the game. From that point on, the switch has been made, and this team built off that game. They played terrific that night, and they won the next three games on that homestand, one on the road, got three out of four points, and then come back here today with that emotional win. Uh, led by Kirill Kaprizov. It's Bill Guerin said all along, I'm going to read the tea leaves and let the team tell me what to do. And this morning when he spoke to the media, he hinted that he's not afraid to make a move. Now, he said he's not going to mortgage a bunch of prospects and first-round picks just for a rental, but he really liked the moves he made last year. He talked about two of the three guys that are still here, Jacob Middleton and Marc-Andre Fleury, and that really seemed to be what he was most interested in. So if I'm a Wild fan and I'm trying to figure out uh, what Bill Guerin might do. Look at a player that the Wild can afford, not just here down the stretch, but moving forward for the next year or two, and look for a player, player that can probably help them on the offensive side of the puck. Bill Guerin said this morning, loves his goaltending, loves his defense, isn't worried about the Brodian injury, thinks he'll be back sooner rather than later. All good news. He did say, though, if they can add a little offensive punch, he would not be afraid to do it. Although he did say, I'm not going to force it either. So it's an important week. It's all going to come to a crescendo on Friday. He, Bill Guerin and his entire management staff are traveling to Vancouver and Calgary this week. Um, it's a huge week for the Minnesota Wild. I mean, it is giant. The Islanders are right like the Wild, deadlocked in a huge race for a playoff spot. And then you've got Vancouver and Calgary. And we know that Calgary game is going to be just amped up there at the Saddle Dome. So buckle up. It's going to be a great little ride, and I think Bill Guerin uh, will once again try to put the Wild in a great position here. Well, and you look at it, too, just with what has happened uh, again over the last week. The Blues have sold off more pieces. The Nashville Predators just sent Nino Niederreiter to Winnipeg, so it looks like maybe they're done. You've got maybe one other team that's not in the playoff picture right now that's going to be fighting for a spot, and that's Calgary. And so if the Wild can take care of business in that home-and-home coming up, they put themselves in a really good opportunity, and they put some real pressure on Calgary the rest of the way. And let's not forget, if you were handicapping the Western Conference before this season started, the experts all talked about three teams, Colorado, the defending champs, Calgary, and Vegas. And Calgary was considered the most dangerous team to Colorado. They make the big move. They bring in Huberdeau. They've got a bunch of talent. They've got all these players. It hasn't worked so far. They're a scary team when they get going, especially in their building. But you're right. Minnesota right now is in a great spot. A win like today uh, where this was one of the game, I think the game they had in hand on Calgary who lost last night, you get three of those four points and you can pretty much guarantee now, uh, barring something completely unforeseen with some teams that are trying to sell, that you've got yourself in the top eight and you can worry about trying to win a division and trying to get home ice. It's remarkable that those words are coming out of my mouth right now, Seth, because, you know, 10 days ago, we were all worried that the Wild would be sellers and they wouldn't even be in the playoff conversation. So right now we're thinking home ice. We're talking about a division title that's within their reach. 
And to me right now, Dallas, the way they're playing, isn't even the team to beat in this division. It's probably Colorado because they're getting healthy and they are the team that you have to fear the most. So what fun this is. Yeah, it's been just amazing to see teams battling here over the last couple of weeks per for position. You talk about the Islanders coming up on Tuesday, and they made the move to get Bo Horvat to try to help them with some offense as well. It's still a team that plays it a little slower, and so it's going to be a, a physical matchup for the Wild come Tuesday, but another opportunity for them to try to pick up a couple of points and continue to try to build towards staying in that top three as opposed to a wild card spot. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a, a one-goal type of hockey game. I think, what, now 11 of the last 14 wild games have been a one-goal game. Islanders have a bunch of guys with Minnesota connections. Cal Clutterbuck's been banged up, but you got Hudson Fashing, whose dad is a very good friend of mine. Of course, you got Zach Parisi. We know all about Anders Lee and Brock Nelson. This team's going to come to St. Paul with a lot to play for. They're likely going to have some momentum because they're playing great hockey right now, and their goaltender is not talked about with the best goaltenders in the league, but he should be. Sorokin is an unbelievably talented goalie. So the Wild will have their hands full. Both teams will be motivated. It'll have a playoff feel to it. And I think Tuesday's game is going to be tremendous. And what an opportunity if you're the Wild to build off this big comeback win. And in probably a similar type of feeling game where you're going to have to probably battle at stages in a, in a tough environment and beat a really good goalie who's probably going to make some big saves. So, yeah, this was a good template for success this last week and change. Staying out of the penalty box and playing defense first is probably how you beat the Islanders. Kevin, final one before we uh, call it a day. Uh, any update on Jonas Brodeen? I know uh, it sounds as though he hasn't had a chance to skate yet, but um, I would imagine maybe a, a week or so before we uh, we start to see him back in games. Yeah, I think both Dean Evason and Bill Guerin this morning hinted that he likely goes on the road with Minnesota. To me, that was the best news of all because – He's not going to play Tuesday most likely, but if you leave it open to him traveling, there's going to be a practice in between those two games, uh, in between the Vancouver and Calgary game. And Dean Evison's always said, skating on their own is the first step. The next step is getting him on the ice with the team. And then Bill Guerin, when he was asked about adding anything on the blue line, kind of said, hey, it's something he played through. It's been painful, but it's trending in the right direction. And we think he'll be back sooner rather than later. So, I would say right now it's 50-50 he plays on that trip, but I think within the next, you know, six, seven, eight days, uh, he could be out there. And there is still a chance he plays uh, up in Canada when we go uh, on this road trip. So, yeah, it's great news. And what's really impressive right now for Minnesota is they haven't lost any positioning when he's been gone. They've actually been able to gain some position. And he is as good as it gets at defending the opposition's top players. So I wouldn't sleep on what they did, especially in Toronto without Brodine. And now you're seeing Kalen Addison get his game together and get his confidence back. So that depth to me, Seth, that they have right now in the blue line has certainly made a difference. Yeah, it, it absolutely has. And so it'll be fun to see how this team continues to, uh, to fight towards the trade deadline on Friday. Going to be a crazy week because it sounds like that Timo Meyer deal just went through today. So, uh, yeah, crazy week for a lot of teams out east and the west still fighting out uh, as well. So we'll keep an eye on everything. Listeners, thanks for tuning in to today's Lockdown Wild postcast. Kevin, as always, appreciate the time so much. Uh, we will see how things play out here for the Wilds over the uh, next couple of days. We'll keep you up to date on Lockdown Wild, so make sure you follow us on all of your favorite podcast platforms. We've got new episodes every Monday through Friday, so make sure you tune in to us, all part of the Lockdown Sports 
Podcast Network.